Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. This is the last installment in our series. Installment. Sounds like I'm making payments on something. Oh, boy. Well, and if you missed all of the rest of them, we'll have all of the rest of them in the show notes. So you can go back and listen to the first three. Yes. It's worth listening to the first three. At KFUO.org. Correct. Yes. Under the Coffee Hour. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good place to check them out. Uh, We are continuing our wrapping up our series on listening to a sermon with Pastor Philip Hoppe, Peace Lutheran Church, Finlayson, Minnesota, and St. Paul's Lutheran Church, Bruno, Minnesota, the congregations that uh, he calls home and where the hearers hear their pastor regularly. And uh, also livingplanted.com is a site where you can check out some of the work that he and his fellow pastors have uh, put together some great resources for being in the word at home. So we are uh, digging into post-sermon. What do I do once I've heard a sermon or what do I not do once I've heard a sermon? Because it seems to be um, that uh, hearing a sermon is really about what God is doing um, in in this series. So, Pastor Hoppy, thanks for joining us again. Post-sermon. Um, I've, I've heard the sermon. I prepared for the sermon. I've heard the sermon. Uh, law, gospel. Uh, I've been convicted of my sin. I've been comforted with the gospel. Now... After the sermon, maybe it's an hour later, maybe it's the drive home, maybe it's two weeks later. Um, what, if anything, might I do or or what should I expect after hearing a sermon, after receiving the gifts? Yeah, well, my first, I guess, word that I would say here is don't move on too quickly, right? Don't uh, just say, well, okay, the sermon is listened to and we're done with that word, right? Uh, <laughs> that sermon's uh, done. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, how long was that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, my kids, as they're getting a little older, right, uh, they're really good judges of, boy, that dad, that one today, it, it seemed a little long, you know, <laughs> but, uh, um, but anyways, don't, don't move on from the sermon, right? Uh, I, I always like the practice in my current setup. Uh, it, it's just not possible with the two churches, but I always kind of like having Bible study after church. Uh, so that you can even have a little engagement about what was said in the sermon uh, right after. Uh, so if you have that, take that opportunity. And even if your your pastor doesn't usually ask about that, you know, doesn't say. Uh, one, one of the pastors that I worked with when I was in seminary, a pastor, uh, Bruce Kaseman, who's pastor in Freeburg, uh, Illinois, mm-hmm. he always started off by saying, was there anything uh, from worship today or life this week you wanted to talk about in Bible study? And I I always thought that was a, a very wise question he asked, right? Because it gave people that chance to interact. Uh, so if you have something formal like that, well, use that. Otherwise, think about the word more, pray about the word. Uh, maybe in some cases, take a specific action based on the word. There might be something, right, that as you were thinking through the whole sermon, you did think, you know, gosh, you know, if if, if this is really how I'm supposed to to live, right, and I haven't been living this way, maybe there's a specific follow-up uh, that you're going to take the next word. You know, we don't need to look at every sermon that way, like what's my to-do list after this sermon, but some weeks there will be something that uh, God is, is through his word, uh, motivating you to, to work towards. Uh, you also obviously could ask uh, 
follow-up question of your pastor. Uh, however he uh, likes to communicate, stop by the office, send him a text, send him an email, uh, and ask him a, a question. But the simple truth is, right, the maybe 10 to 20 minutes we often spend uh, listening to a sermon, it may just be the start of the work that God is doing uh, with that word. Uh, one thing I did want to add at this point, too, is after the sermon, if there would ever be something in the pastor's sermon that strikes you as um, either uh, biblically not correct uh, or just was terribly hard to understand, again, after the sermon is the time when you might go into your pastor and, again, respectfully uh, and with with that understanding that he is the one that God has sent to you, uh, talk to him about those things, especially the the hard to understand part. Um, Again, I think if uh, young pastors had more parishioners who could truly come in and not say, boy, that sermon was awful, but could say, (laughs) pastor, I'm not, you know, I I think this was your main point, but you know, you talked about these other things. I, I think that would be so helpful to, especially young pastors, though all of us, right, to kind of learn better how to communicate what we want to uh, with our people. And if there's something biblically incorrect in your mind, we'll certainly go and talk to your pastor about that. He would, uh, I think, in most cases, welcome that chance uh, to clarify what he means and to also show you scripturally where his, uh, what he said comes from. Um, and so I think that's the time, you know, we talked about not overanalyzing the sermon at the beginning. Uh, if you're doing any analyzing, it should be after, and then take that to your pastor. Don't just sit and grumble about it. Uh, take it to your pastor and, and talk to him about it. I think that's something that uh, we don't often remember or think about is that that, that is uh, uh, something for the congregation to be doing is, is discernment still through, through the sermon and, and the exposition of the word. Absolutely, yeah. And again, to this is so hard for, I think, particularly Lutherans who have such a high <laughs> respect for the office of pastor. And so we're um, a little reticent naturally to question uh, what the pastor says. And yet, right, we have this great heritage of being people in the word. Uh, and we put those two together best when we, again, we'll go to our pastor with respect uh, and talk uh, through anything that we found uh, questionable or we didn't understand. Or a lot of times it's just pastor. Uh, what I heard was this, is that what you were saying? And and a lot of times we can know between the uh, the preacher and the hearer of the word, uh, there can be, uh, you know, with all the distractions and everything, there can be kind of a difference between what, what is mm-hmm. preached and what is heard sometimes. Sure. So, so you mentioned the, the time for analyzing is, is maybe afterwards, um, so that we can understand. Not during the sermon? Maybe, well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, but to that point, um, if you're, if you're a visual learner or if you're a tactile, what is it, kinesthetic person where... Uh, that would be me. Yeah. I, yeah. Playing with the hacky sack over here. Um, where, where listening isn't necessarily your best way of learning. Uh, are there... Th- things that we can do uh, maybe during the sermon or immediately after, maybe during the offering, um, to, to help us, to maybe prompt us to uh, on, on what we can do after the sermon? Well, I think, you know, the church really has always understood, well, I don't even know if it's understood, but maybe just kind of because it's 
a collection of all people has always had things for different people. I mean, this is why the church has often used a lot of artwork in its mm-hmm. space, right? And it's why uh, we put pictures on the front of bulletins and, and things like that. So some of that stuff is already there in the moment. And uh, if you're a particularly visual person, you might look around and say, right, is there something that uh, I know kind of the theme of the day? Is there something in the church that might even help me if I'm not going to be looking directly at the pastor that I could look at something that might kind of foster these same thoughts. And I, I suppose that's not always going to be present, but that's that's something there uh, that you can do. Uh, and again, I think one of those things is communicate those things uh, to your pastor if those are things that, that might be more helpful to you. And he might have more specific suggestions about in the space you're in, what those things would be that would aid uh, that kind of learning. I, I like that, that you, you mentioned art, you know, that Mm-hmm. the um, the tradition of banners in the church yeah. i appreciate that right. especially because they can help reinforce the theme of the uh, of the liturgical season in the church here i appreciate that absolutely so following up to a sermon um i've listened to the sermon i heard it eh, <laughs> i think i heard it not really sure um and even like a day later I, it really didn't have much of an impact on me, Pastor. It's, it's all right, but it really didn't have any impact on me. What now? <laughs> yeah, well, practically speaking, first off, I would say, you know, do look for an opportunity uh, to be able to talk about this after the sermon occurs. And so um, I used to, one of my members here uh, told me, you know, that their dad, uh, every Sunday over lunch, right, and they talked about all sorts of things, but he never, you know, went by a week basically where he didn't stop and say something about what had been preached in the sermon that day, right? So whether it's, again, I mentioned, you know, maybe in a Bible class setting after church, or maybe it's lunch after church, uh, or maybe, again, if you are doing well at having a time of devotions in your home, the first time you have devotions after Sunday, right, uh, stop and say, well, okay, what did we hear? I I think that's a, a good thing so that we don't just move on and forget everything that's there. Uh, The other thing uh, is you you might uh, take the bulletin home with you, right? So you have the readings still uh, in front of you uh, and can look at them again. And uh, if you're singing in the home, which is something uh, that we try to encourage in general at our our work at Living Planted, uh, take the hymn of the day, right? It's usually right on the theme, uh, which will usually then sync up with the sermon pretty well. And maybe sing that uh, once or twice during the week, if not more. Uh, That can be another way to kind of, especially again, give you a different uh, way of hearing the word, right? Not just listening to, um, you know, someone talk, but also that word coming at you musically. Uh, All those things are good. As far as, um, you know, if it seems like it had no impact on you, um, you know, that, that certainly happens, right? And, uh, you know, I know all of us pastors wish, right, that every time we preached, everyone would, 
you know, during the law would fall to their knees and weep, weep and weep, you know. But uh, then, you know, when the gospel comes, would, you know, we'd see the smile come over their face and, and uh, they would, you know, just rejoice in loud and audible ways. But, you know, it, it isn't always that extreme, right? Uh, in fact, it's usually not that extreme. And so one, again, is just to trust God's promises, that his word is accomplishing that uh, for which he sent it. Uh, and and you know, don't get overly alarmed if one particular sermon doesn't strike you as the most, um, I don't know, insightful or relevant in the sense of just right away, it just automatically applied to something you were going through. Uh, just know that uh, being a hearer of the word is a, a lifelong thing and that God is doing his work on you in particular. Uh, and again, if you know, if you feel like um, the word is just always hard to apply to your life, then again, go into your pastor and uh, talk to him about that. That will help both him and you uh, in that relationship you have together as preacher and hearer of the word. We have just about a minute. Just under a minute, sure. Okay, Uh, so really quickly, and maybe this is a loaded question for the last minute. Um, Are are there there any uh, easy tips or tricks to um, translating the sermon to uh, children um, and to uh, your family during the week around a family altar? Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, the, the first way, again, is just to actually let that word or again a song be heard so just i think the mind will remember and think on things you know if we just kind of give it a little prompting uh (laughs) through uh revisiting that uh again like i said taking some of the music and the the readings into the week um the other thing again is just uh in those informal settings uh, like i said whether it be over a meal or something else if there's anything you can apply and talk to uh, about your children in a way that is you know seems kind of organic in the moment please please do that right and this is this is important to our children learning that the sermon is not just an isolated experience but it's something meant for our everyday life and that it's meant for them too mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. they think it's just for the grown-ups but to to uh, remind them that it's for them too it's god's word for them Absolutely. Our guest, Pastor Philip Hoppe, Peace uh, Lutheran Church in Finlayson, Minnesota, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, Bruno, Minnesota, and livingplanted.com is a place where you can find more work from him and fellow pastors to uh, to encourage us to be in the Word with our families at home. Pastor Hoppe, thanks so much for, for uh, doing this series with us on listening to sermons. It's been a pleasure to do it with you. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs> Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.